0: Welcome everyone to episode number 5 of the Steam and Steve Hand Review. And I have some big news for you if you hadn't heard. I've spent some time the last couple weeks with Scott Blumstein, who is of course the 2017 World Series of Poker Main Event Champion. And Scott and I have been reviewing some hands from his big win at the Main Event. And we're going to have video commentary of 10 key hands that we picked out. And I really think you're going to enjoy these. They are going to be premium contents. You will need to have your all access pass membership to advanced poker training, but we're going to have videos reviewing 10 of these key hands. And I think you're really going to enjoy listening to Scott's thought process. You know, I don't know how many of you know a lot about Scott, but he's really, really worked hard on his poker game for the last five years or so. And that's that's really great for all of us i'm including myself and all of you that are members of advanced poker training that really work hard at our poker game it's always nice when someone like scott wins the main event because it shows that this is a skill game and that hard work really does pay off and sometimes it even pays off to the tune of eight million bucks which is pretty nice so um so you're really going to enjoy that content it should the, the first one of those hand reviews should be available really soon So the hand for this episode is submitted by user Average Matt, and Matt actually submitted a whole group of hands, which is nice because it gave me an idea of his playing style in general, and it might allow me to make some more specific comments here. So in this hand, we're playing 10, 20 blinds, and Matt has about 150 big blinds in his stack, and he starts by min-raising to 40, with ace of diamonds 10 of spades from under the gun plus two and right away i have a few things to say about this first of all matt um, i saw on other hands you were raising more than the minimum when you had a big hand and obviously you can't min raise with marginal hands like ace 10 offsuit and then raise say three times the big blind with big pocket pairs all the time or you know, clearly your observant opponents are going to catch on to that kind of thing. So, so that's not to say you can't ever vary your raise size pre-flop, but you need to have good board coverage at each raise size. So if you're going to min-raise with something like ace-10 offsuit here, you also need to occasionally min-raise with pocket aces here. And you also need to min-raise pocket sixes and some suited connectors so your opponents won't be able to pigeonhole you onto a specific hand just based on your raise size. So that's the first thing. The second problem uh, is that if you min-raise here, you're going to get called more widely by junky hands and you won't know where you stand on the flop. And that's kind of a problem with this hand. It's okay to min-raise, say, ace-10 suited here um and that that plays it a lot differently right let's say you min raise with ace 10 suited and you get five people you know the blinds both call and a couple other players call and you get five people to the flop um that's fine you're you know you're more than happy to do that with ace 10 suited but not with ace 10 offsuit so anyway all that being said you should just fold ace 10 offsuit here Position is so important in no limit hold'em, and being out of position is kind of like having to play a whole extra street in a sense. And this is the kind of hand that can't afford that. So, uh, you know, it's going to flop lots of marginal holdings that you want to pot control with and try to get to showdown. So it's a huge liability to have to play an extra street with it, and. Even something like Ace-Jack offsuit is kind of marginal here, but you could still open raise with Ace-Jack offsuit just barely, but uh, Ace-10 offsuit, you should just fold it. So let's see what happens here. So the blinds both call and the flop is Ace-4-4 four four with two spades and the big blind bets out $100 and there's 120 in the pot, so it's nearly a pot size bet. And you know something tells me already that average Matt is kind of going to reap what he sowed here because again, he has no idea what the blinds are holding and that's really a problem here. So the big blind was getting five to one on his call pre-flop. So he you know he probably called with virtually a hundred percent of all possible hands. So we have no idea what he's holding here. But anyway, um, our hero just calls, this flop bet of $100 and I think we can all kind of agree that's the right play here. If we hover over the uh, villain we'll see that he's listed as a loose aggressive player so we want to let him continue to bet at it. If we raise we're you know not going to get called by much that we're ahead of and the board isn't super drawy. so in fact we have the ten of spades which blocks some of the flush draw combinations that could be semi-bluffing here. So we don't have a big incentive to raise to protect our hand and we certainly can't raise for value. So we're just going to call here. Excellent. I I like this play. So the small blind folds, and we go heads up to the turn, which is the six of hearts. And the villain checks to us and Matt checks it through. And I'm guessing our hero is doing this with the intention of calling any bet on the river. But we could have also considered value betting here. If you recall, since we min-raised flop we said our opponent in the big blind could have played just about any hand. So he definitely has some flush draws. He has a lot of ace-x hands that we're ahead of, right? I mean, he probably doesn't have ace-king, because he would have 3-bet us pre-flop with it. He probably doesn't have ace-queen either. He might have 3-bet that as well. So we're ahead of most of his ace-x hands. And if we bet half the pot, we're going to get called by worse hands and draws, and I like that. In fact, I I think betting the turn here would definitely be the, the right play, were it not for the fact that our opponent is loose aggressive, so that complicates matters a little bit because, of course, we could get check raise bluffed, and that would really stink. Let's go to the river and see what happens, and then we'll talk more about this. So we check it through and we go to the river and the river is the queen of diamonds. So the flush draw missed um, and the villain bet out 300, which is nearly the size of the pot. The pot was 320 and the village villain bet 300. So you see, this is what I was kind of afraid of. I don't like letting him control the size of the bet here on the turn. I kind of wanted to bet about half the size of the pot and then try to get to showdown. But now we have to call a pot size bet, um, hoping to chop, I guess, at this point. So, I mean, we can't really fold here because we're kind of near the top of our range. We have, obviously, we have busted flush draws. We have some pocket pairs in our hands and we have other Ace-X hands we can have at this point. And so if we're folding Ace-10 here, um, if you look at all the combinations we're folding, we'd probably be folding 75, 80, 85% of all our combos here. And that's obviously way too much. So, so since we're kind of at the top of our range here, as played, we're kind of compelled to call this bet. Um, I admit that this is a tricky one if we assume that he's loose aggressive. Because betting half the pot on the turn, as I was suggesting, might not work you know, we could get check raise bluffed, or he might even just call our turn bet, and then he might bet the pot on the river anyway, and then we'd have to fold, but what actually happened here, you know, I kind of saw this coming, and I still like those scenarios better than having to call this river bet, because at best we're going to chop here, and more likely we're going to lose, and Occasionally he has a busted flush draw, but we have a blocker to the flush draw. So we're kind of in this awkward situation where we really can't fold because we'd be exploitable by folding too much. But at the same time, we're going to be disappointed a lot of the time we call because you know, he's bet just the right amount to where our, our ace 10 is kind of crap here. It's, it's pretty worthless now, except as a bluff catcher. Right? Because he doesn't value bet the size of the pot here with with hands that we can beat. But he's loose aggressive, so we kind of have to bluff catch. So, you know, my answer is I'd prefer to ha- bet half the pot on the flop, I mean, on the turn. Um, but that's kind of based on instinct. And if I really wanted to give you an answer with math, you know, we'd have to make some assumptions about how often we catch him bluffing on the river. Uh, Versus how often he bluff check raises us on the turn and we have to fold and then we'd have to crunch some numbers. So I want to say that I don't mind this idea of trying to get to showdown um, against a loose aggressive opponent when we have a marginal hand. It's just that in this particular case I think I would have taken a chance and bet the turn and we might have even gotten to showdown cheaper. And, you know, as it is here, we take the risk on the river of getting bluffed or taken to value town, and we're letting our opponent control the size of the bet, whereas uh, we might have been better off taking a chance on the turn, and we might have gotten check-raised bluff. That definitely could have happened. But, you know, there's a, uh, there's a wise saying that I heard once in poker that says, sometimes you run into a buzzsaw, but... You can also get mugged leaving your house, and I'm not going to explain to you what that means. I'll just, you know, I'll let you think about it. But I think that kind of applies here. So let's see what happens, though. Uh, we'll we'll look at the showdown here, and yeah, we uh, we get shown four deuce offsuit, and we lose to trip fours. So so there you go. The bottom line is: don't play ace ten offsuit from early position. Don't min raise with it, and. Things like this won't happen. You won't get yourself into a mess to begin with. Thank you Average Map for submitting this hand though. And it really is easy to submit a hand if you want to. Let me show you really quickly here. If you go to your My Training page and click on this button here for My Saved Hands, that's on the Reports and History tab menu and go click on My Saved Hands. And then, you know, use the filters here to find any pa- any hand you want. And whenever you find the hand you're interested in, a hand that was a tricky hand or something you had problems with, just click the post button here. And it'll ask you a little bit about why you're posting this hand. And it will instantly post it to the forum for you. And you'll get commentary from other APT members or members of the uh, Advanced Poker Training, uh, you know, admin team. Or sometimes you'll get, uh, you might get me to review it in my next uh, Steam and Steve hand review. So uh, that's about all for now. Uh, thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time.